0: Love Talk Radio. Good morning. We're here in Jamaica with Georgia Love. Georgia is a gender equality activist, social entrepreneur, and training coordinator with WMW Jamaica. This is Annette Ross standing in for Gail Sylvia. Good morning, Georgia. It's a pleasure to have you. Good
1: morning, you. Annette. Great to be um, here.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, let me begin by asking you to describe a little bit about WMW Jamaica.
1: 25 years, we have been doing training, research, and advocacy around the issues related to gender, women in media, um, and, and gender-based violence uh, in, in media. So, that's, that's what we do, training, research, and advocacy in a, in a quick snapshot.
0: <laughs> so, let me ask you something about gender equality and for you to be more, more, a little more specific by what you mean by gender equality, because, you know, men and women sort of have inherent differences. What, mm-hmm. what does gender equality mean to you?
1: Well, I mean, particularly as it relates to media, one of the projects that we have worked on consistently for the last 10 years is a project called the Global Media Monitoring Project,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which is driven, which, which emerged out of an organization called WACC. And essentially, they look at news media across the world on a specific day, and they've created this research tool uh, that tries to look at representations of men and women. And consistently across the world, we see that in terms of face time. so how... Men are three times more likely to be mentioned in media than women, in news media. Um, they, women are more likely to be, when they are referred to, they are more likely to be referred to in relation to their family relations, for example. So,
0: You mean like being a mother or something like that?
1: Right. So a mother who they are a wife of. Okay. Things like that. Um, So, whether you are the prime minister of a country, if you are a female, you are more likely to have those things um, highlighted as opposed to male. So, even though you may be male and a father, those things matter less. So, what you find is that uh, generally mainstream media tends to reinforce a lot of our stereotypes and our rigid understandings of. What relationships between men and women should be like, um, and so in terms of gender equality in media, what we're wanting is to see a greater balance on a greater balance between how women and, and men are represented. Um, and you know, even though men may it may seem that men have all these advantages as it relates to their media representation. I mean, the fact is uh the, the man who is a, a prime minister may very well be proud of being a father and, and should have as much opportunity to have those sides of his life and his reality represented as well. Right. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah, that, that, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm a mom, actually. I have four daughters. Um, I'm wondering exactly. how... So you're saying that they wouldn't emphasize him being a father. They'd emphasize him being the prime minister. Exactly. Right? And with the mother, they might emphasize more the role of her being a mother, being a wife, being someone's wife. So you would want to see what emphasized for women. What would you What would you want to see more of in terms of how the media represents?
1: Um, well, I mean... <clears throat> um, if you look at uh, um, quite a few, quite a bit of data has come out uh, recently that that shows women as being some of, despite being 51% of of the world population, that mm-hmm. we still continue to be much more likely to be victims of violence uh, of particular kinds of violence um and economically we are and children much more likely to, to be poorer. So I mean I, I think some of the things that I would like to see emphasized are the need for some of these things to shift so that it's simply on the basis of human rights that some of what we accept as being standard or acceptable experiences for women really should not be. And that it's a human rights violation, that these are human rights violations that, that need to be addressed by society in general and by, by government. That many of these governments have made commitments on paper through the United Nations, et cetera. But in our cultural practices, in or lived experiences, we tend to be a lot more kind of loose and, let's say, fair when it comes to to women exercising, um, having equal access to, you know, a certain quality of life. Um, and you know, women are doing phenomenal things. I mean, mm-hmm. I look at even Gail, and <laughs> I, I remember even the Gail. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I was in Turkey, and I. I came back to Jamaica, and I kid you not, I, I immediately was looking at her profile and all the work that she's done. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes high achievers and really successful models, when they come in the female form, they tend to flip through the cracks. And um, and I, I think it's unfortunate, and particularly for for young girls. I, I went to an all girls high school, and very much, I think, a part of the, the 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 rhetoric coming out of that was about being a lady and, and being, you know, doing all the things that ladies were supposed to do as opposed to being, embracing your power and taking risks and chances and um, being unafraid to t- take on leadership positions. Like, I think some of those things are what young girls need to be hearing about.
0: So you think they sort of underplay those aspects for women? Is that Uh, what you – or let me ask you this question. I'm wondering if you're getting a lot of sort of backlash or a lot of resistance from people who are in powerful positions in media mm -hmm. to try to make these changes is there sort of like a resistance to that idea that there should be change that women that can't be underplayed that women you can also be a lady and be a person who has you know who is intelligent and a lead, has a leadership role right i mean are you seeing resistance to that sort of thinking
1: right and i i, th- I think the the my my sense is that there is there's kind of a general suspicion of of the the woman that has too much going for her, you know, sometimes. So the the fact is that the the ideas about being a lady um, and ladies in general are considered to be less threatening, you know. <laughs> um, I, and once you start adding uh, the the power broking and the, the the person who is is unafraid to claim her space publicly and um, in economically, in leadership, etc. Is when people tend to start kind of getting a little bit more antsy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think in in media, I think what's happened particularly in the last I don't know maybe 15 20 years. Would you say with the internet
0: or not necessarily? Is this is this
1: internet related or? no not necessarily internet related but more in terms of kind of the economics of media okay that the the conglomeration the um media is big business and i, yes. I think sometimes so and particularly mainstream media is big business and so because those priorities become about uh, creating profits, and and it there may be less of a commitment to transforming, um, yeah, to really kind of help people think about things differently when you can make the profits and just help them think the same thing that they've always thought.
0: <laughs> well, yes, by playing into those stereotypes, absolutely. Exactly it is it is about that. I'm actually so glad that you said that. It's one of the big problems. So what prompted this, you know, why is it so important to you?
1: Um me personally. Yeah, the I, history for you. This this organization has been been very I have found opportunities for kind of finding my own voice and finding opportunities for the leadership and mentorship and um, friendship <laughs> through this organization. And and so the I see volunteerism and I see kind of the ideas promoted by an organization like this as being important because outside of Kind of non-mainstream activities through organizations like this, um, you you tend not to you kind of get overwhelmed by the noise, by the the, the people who can afford to advertise, the mm-hmm. people who can afford to get their messages out um, in high volume and get out really loud. Um, so, I. I you know, I discovered women's studies in school, and mm. my light bulb went on, and it just hasn't gone off. I think I you went to,
0: you went to Vassar, right? Yes, I did. Oh, and nice. So, yeah. when did you so that sort of gave you the impetus, right? You sort of you started women's studies, and then that sort of gave you this driving passion. Exactly. It
1: it it it, it, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me and it because I think. When women are doing better, we're all doing better. When men are allowed to be to exercise the full expression of themselves outside of being violent, outside of being um aggressive, outside all of these things that we associate and accept with masculinity or particular kinds of masculinity, um, it, it works out for everybody. I, I think we're all happy, y'all. We're we're fighting this, <laughs> um, and I I think in many ways uh, we lose out on some of the potential of what women have, women and girls have to offer, when we underestimate them and when we when we deny them opportunities to to improve themselves. So.
0: You know, I want to get back to that, but before I do, because there's something you said, I want to. I want to um, ask a question about, but I, is this a reason why one of your favorite quotes is "Another world is not only possible"? She is on her way. On a quiet day, I can hear her breathing. Yeah.
1: I, I, Actually,
0: <laughs> you know why I like. How do I'm you like say Duffy. that? How do you say that name? I'm sorry.
1: She's Arundathi Aaron Aaron, Roy.
0: Uh, Arundathi mm-hmm. Roy. That's a gorgeous mm-hmm. quote. Yes, and I,
1: I, I think. A part of why it appeals to me too is because, like I said, there's so many for all the people who have access to the resources to get their messages out loud mm-hmm. and furious and and you know in your face all the time, and you know there is a lot about how our world seems to be going that says you know there are wars that won't end there Children who are still dying of perfectly curable diseases, you know things like these that make you feel overwhelmed like it it will that it will never be enough and it will never change
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I think that for me the longevity and the tenacity of an organization like my own um, it is about the fact that. There, there is so much good that is happening. And there, is, there are people who are working very consistently on, on, on making changes. And I think if they weren't, we'd be a lot deeper down the hole than we are now. <laughs> and, and so it's, you know, when she says she can hear it breathing, that that to me is about, the things that are quiet are sometimes the most powerful or just as powerful. And, um, yeah, to not underestimate that power because it may not be, you know, roaring out loud on a bullhorn, you know. So.
0: You know, um, right. I mean, the rebuttal. I mean, you're right. It's not. It might not be the voice that's always in the glaring bright lights, but it's there. And don't underestimate right. that it has power as well. I mm-hmm. mean... One of the things I wanted to ask you about as well, you're a training coordinator who are you training younger women
1: um we 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 train both men and women mm-hmm. um, and we work with we're kind of an interesting hybrid organization in that way we work with we work with youth and youth meaning high school youth, but we also have for mm-hmm. course up at the university we're working with you know students in, in their 20s who are wanting to become journalists or wanting to work in communications and media. Um, we work with uh, state agencies like the Ministry of Health. So people, for example, who are working on HIV and gender issues. So, it's, I mean, we, our training spans quite a cross section um but you know the the themes are are very much similar regardless of the age groups we also work with faith-based organizations um, yeah. multi you yes.
0: know not not multi denominations yes so what do you think the implications are well this this might not really what do you think the implications are of Well, let me just ask you this. What is the landscape in Jamaica? Uh What is it like there in terms of the cultural with men and women, you know, the cultural relations and and sort of the history of, you know, the relationship that men have with women and the way they're treated in Jamaica, sort of like in that little environment in and of itself?
1: Um. You just take
0: sort of... Okay. Do you I, find I, I, that you, that women are more oppressed there?
1: Yes and no, <laughs> and 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 I would say much like issues of you know racism in the United States, you no longer have to fight the way um, you did in the civil rights era because laws have changed and you know. But the, the fact is that things morph, right, and and they they begin to look different, and it means that your interventions need to be different. And I, I think similarly here in terms of of gender in Jamaica. So we have an interesting situation where, unlike other parts of the world, mm-hmm. if you look at um, primary education, we uh, boys and girls are the, the girls are just as likely to be schools at the primary level, as boys. And when you get to the tertiary level, we actually have an interesting situation now where women are more likely to be tertiary educated than men. Mm. And so in in many ways, we are extremely empowered, um, or it would appear so, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you do not see a translation in terms of Uh, representation on boards, which is, you know, again, which isn't atypical to other parts of the world as well. Um, In terms of, even though we do have a female prime minister, uh, head of state, um, the overall representation is still quite imbalanced. I I think we're looking at maybe 13 to 19%. I, I think it's 13% um of women represent- in representational the cabinet um in the Senate. So we are very well educated that we might not always be able to translate that into to decision making power, which is is a a significant gap, right? Um that is a significant gap in terms of issues of like HIV. So, mm-hmm. is that relatively- a pretty is that
0: a fairly large problem in Jamaica?
1: Um, the epidemic, managing the epidemic. Mhm. Yes. Uh, okay. we they have again in the last ten years there have been there's been a whole lot of resources both financial and human resources that have been mm-hmm. pumped into stemming the epidemic and media campaigns, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so we've definitely made progress. But the the understanding of gender and how that plays out in people's lives also mm-hmm. affects how women's risk. So for example, you know, being able to negotiate condom use may still be an issue even for a well educated woman because she she is she has been so well groomed and trained into this notion of not necessarily questioning her partner um and not asserting herself because it is so important to to hold on to a good man even when you have it, even if it means putting yourself at risk. Like those ideas still still resonate with a
0: lot of people. It's sort of Um, a mindset. You're right. It probably takes a very long time, generations, I would think, to transform that kind of thinking and that kind of a mindset. I mean, it's sort of like a submissive and almost obedient mindset that a lot of women have. I have part of it even in me at times.
1: Right. Exactly. And I mean, the the role of religion, we are, I would say, a very Christian country. Um, so the ideas about being, um, big, as you the, use the right word, a good submissive wife, I think, is a, <laughs> a, a, a biblical reference. Like people point to the Bible as saying that that's what the Bible is asking for, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. And use mm-hmm. that to justify inequality. And, yes. um Yeah, I, I, I think. I, it I love is women. Mm -hmm. Just just to say that even though what you find is a lot of women, we have a lot of female-headed households. So the women are the ones bringing in the income, and they're probably the primary parents and, and caregiver in a home. But even if they are, very often they might not be willing to say they are. So if there might be a man in the household, it, you know, maybe a son, etc. Like there's still that desire to kind of defer um, to them.
0: Yes, this tendency yeah. to defer to them, almost in the sort yeah. of you know a, res- a respectful way, and d- exactly. diminish their role or put their role sort of in the proper place to the man. Yeah. Um, and let me ask you: yeah. Who are the positive male roles that have influenced your life? Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been?
1: Is there a list? <laughs> um interesting i i actually have a tattoo on my back that has the female symbol because i you know i said when i'm an 85 year old woman i will still feel so um that i have been so shaped by the women in my life that it will always mean something to me
0: you've got um, a tattoo on your
1: back I, I do, I do. Just to I, it,
0: remind, just to emphasize and remind yourself how much that has shaped you. Yes. I, and wow.
1: I, my, my, my mother, my grandmother. Um, both my grandparents were, uh, were, were married, and I mean, they're they're both widowed now. But it has been amazing to me to watch them kind of redefine their lives and and bounce back and and. And still be kind of strong, amazing women. My my grandmother turned ninety last year, and she's still kicking butt. Um, but yeah, so the, regarding the males, I, <laughs> my <laughs> my my father, though I I don't always understand him, but I think as I have become an adult, I have appreciated him, and I think he took his role as Fazol very important. Like he, he valued that very much and it was very important to him. And I think even my I, I tell people all the time that the decision for me to go to Vassal, which was probably one of the life changing decisions for me, um, was very much driven by him. So I, I remember the look of trepidation on my mom's face and she's like, I don't know if we can afford this <laughs> and my dad was like, It's okay, we'll figure it out. We'll 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 make it work. And um yeah, that he yeah, he 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 isn't uh he doesn't get a hundred prizes for communication sure. but um, <laughs> he I I know inherently that he loves me and loves me and um I think that was that has been very important to me. Um other other men there's actually an um an elder in the Rastafarian movement here and one of the things that inspires me about him is his commitment to family and his commitment to creating alternatives, so economic alternatives for the everyday Jamaican. Um I think I in the last few years I have looked to him as a very good example of, of man and what it means to be a responsible and accountable man and a human being. So, yeah, those two come to mind immediately.
0: You know, we got a call. It's exciting. A question <laughs> from Louisville, Kentucky, who wants to know how they can support your work. She said her godmother was from Jamaica and has changed her life. And oh, as a teenage girl, yeah, she changed how she valued herself. So how can she
1: support huh? your work? Well, I mean, we are, we could definitely start with an email. We're trying to, to, we're doing so much all at once. Um, We are revamping our website so that we can take, you know, donations online. But until then, she could send us an email at WMWJAM at hotmail.com. Mm-hmm. and we could make contact from there and make arrangements of of how to like support i mean you know money is only one resource sometimes it's it's about connecting to to people with ideas and and helping to yeah it's it's only one resource and i i'm always wanting to connect with people who help will help us push our thinking and and push um push the word about what we're doing so email is a good place to
0: start um so i wrote, I wrote w-m-w-j-a-m
1: mm-hmm. at hotmail.com hotmail.com yep
0: yeah. okay i wanted to ask you about becon Becon yes. just be connected and fearlessly wear your heart on your sleeves yes. <laughs> yes. um I understand, be conscious and be connected. I want to know how you fearlessly wear your heart on your sleeve. Although now that we've had this conversation, I'm getting a better idea. But um...
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Beacon kind of emerged out of this crazy idea of uh, what initially I had imagined as a feminist clothing line, and um, it's kind of morphed into this this version now. And I have started out with t-shirts. And the idea about wearing your heart on your sleeve is just to encourage people. I think lots of people feel connected to different causes and movements. Um, but, you know, they may, they may not share it publicly because they don't identify as activists or they don't identify as kind of troublemaker, rabble or But, you know, they will religiously send $10 to a children's fund. Um, and I, I think what I was wanting to do is to say here's an opportunity to spend money in a way that you'd probably buy a shirt anyway, right? You'd go to the store and you'd buy a shirt from Walmart or wherever. Yes. Um, but here, here you can buy a shirt that talks to, helps people to know that you feel strongly about children having access to Safe spaces and access to art, and that you feel strongly about these issues, and that it matters to you, and that you support the people who are working on the front line. So that's that's where it's the idea about where your heart is, you know, just being kind of upfront about what you care about and and being vulnerable in that way, and supporting other people who are actively working on, on issues that you care about.
0: Sort of like your tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. So laughs> no, I mean I guess I guess you're not walking around bare backed, but I mean it's <laughs> this idea that you're you're putting it out there and you're saying this is something that you believe in or stand yes. for, support, think is important. Yes. Yes. And now how is that sort of already taken off?
1: Is it in its sort of infancy stages? In its infancy stages. And because I am I'm divided between my work for WMW as well as that. Sometimes it hasn't been always easy to kind of juggle. Um, but I am 2013 is the year. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to 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 get things together. I I want to have our website up and hopefully we can ship internationally to to people who would like to buy from anywhere in the world.
0: Yeah. So the website would be sort of like from WMW. You could actually probably access the Beacon website.
1: You know, hopefully that would that would be really cool. Um, and from the Beacon website, you could access information about WMW Jamaica and other organizations in Jamaica that are are doing incredible work. Incredible work. <laughs> so
0: you know, you exemplify everything that I feel that Sylvia Global is trying to promote in the world, and I really want to sort of you know finish the conversation with there was so much more I would like to say to you actually and ask you questions about and you gave me such a enlightened sense and of ideas about the media and how Women are portrayed because some of it's so subtle, I don't think it's it's just it's exactly. that's sort of the scary thing, right It's unconscious, exactly. so then we exactly. just we have those messages subliminally and then we go out and we sort of act it out in a way without even like that's why being conscious is so important exactly. but I'd like sort of those final thoughts to be to be your you know beautiful and positive take on the future and and what you sort of hope to see evolving from WMW, you know, these changes as we as I believe, change does happen. Some things happen very quickly, right? And and radically. But a lot right. of change happens over time, generation right. you know, generationally. Um sort of what's your what's your vision? You sound like a lovely you you just you're just so it's just so lovely talking <laughs> to you. Um
1: I'd like well, to end it with you. Yes. Yeah. I am excited about the future, and you know, like I said we're working on this project that is about helping young women to to harness media and i this I think the internet really represents an exciting opportunity for you know claiming this powerful tool to to really say we're here and we are going to shape this world into something that we want it to be. So for WMW, I think we are definitely going to be doing a lot more proactive work in terms of helping people access tools and saying, this is how you can you can get your your messages out there and this is how you can tell your stories about, I mean, there's so much about life in Jamaica that is skewed um, in when it gets out there in media. And I, I, I think that for women and girls in particular, we can claim these tools in a much more effective way and WMW is going to be doing that much more actively in the next five to ten years for sure.
0: Well, that's why, you know, for those of us, and I can be one of those people as well who thinks of the media, that can be a very evil thing, look what a powerful and you know, good thing it is for you and for the people that you're trying to teach how to use it in that way to get those, you know, beautiful, life affirming, positive messages set forth. Yes. That is it. Yes.
1: That's, that's what we need. That's what we need.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Annette. <laughs> okay, Georgia.